I'm Laura Harper-Lake. And I'm Sarah Reitzman, and you're you're listening listening to Creative Guts. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Creative Guts. On today's episode, we're talking with Max Pham of Made by Max Designs. Max's work is quirky and a little nerdy and fun with just a touch of politics and it is lovely. Let's not hold back and jump right into this episode of Creative Guts with Max Pham. Max, welcome to the podcast. We're very excited to have you on the show. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. You were recommended to us by our dear friend, Lindsay of Angry Gato. Mm-hmm. For our listeners who have never seen your work, will you tell them a little bit about it and what mediums you work in? Yeah, so I consider myself to be a multimedia artist. I jump around a lot. I can't really stick to one thing. Some of my favorites are hand embroidery, um, digital art, and then like pen and paper drawing. I make a lot of stickers, a lot of small projects, jewelry, small art pieces, just a lot of things that are kind of whimsical and fun. Yes. Last year you did Creative Guts tiny art exchange and your work is perfect for it because you have lots of little art we're gonna do it again this year right we're doing it again yes we're doing can i it say again. that on yeah. the podcast well it'll have already happened by the time this episode comes that's out true. that's true so you participated in this year's uh, tiny art exchange right <laughs> and uh, yes i participated in last year's and this year's tiny art exchange that's right fabulous love it <laughs> perfect <laughs> When did you start creating? You know, when did you, I mean, we were all creative as kids, right? But then at what point were you like, this is my life. This is my passion. This is what I love to do. Yeah. So I was, um, like you said, always kind of creative as a kid. I did a lot of drawing, a lot of like arts and crafts projects and things growing up. Kept that up probably through middle school and then, you know, kept doing some crafts through high school. I got really into competitive robotics and science and technology stuff around middle and high school. So (laughs) kind of you know, changed paths a little bit, but kept up crafts as a hobby and then started doing it as kind of a small business, probably around 2017 or 18. And then really just got back into that over the pandemic um, Mm -hmm. around 2021. I love that. Yeah. I feel like it gave a lot of people the opportunity to refocus on their passions, having maybe more freed up time because of staying home and all that kind of stuff. So seems like it's been a, uh, you know, common thread. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel like uh, there are some similarities between your work and Angry Gatto's work. And Lindsay also does stuff with robotics. And so it's very funny that you have that in common. Yeah. Lindsay and I actually work for the same nonprofit STEM organization. So I've known her for a few years and we used to work together there. And now we're in different departments, but the same, same org. Do you dish about art a lot when you're together? (laughs) We do. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, especially like over the last year or two since I live in New Hampshire now and we've been able to do like yeah. markets and things together. Oh, that's, that's really so fun. rad. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love hearing when artists are friends too. Like just <laughs> yep. it just sounds like such a fun time, you know? <laughs> like I have, you know, lots of different friends and different paths of life, but like my art friends, it's just I feel like Oh, it's my people. I can really like vent about when I can't make a medium work correctly or something. You know, it's just, it's nice to have that community. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yes. Well, and it's nice to be able to, to like troubleshoot and brainstorm and like have like a sort of like a built in Mm -hmm. like support system. Like if you're having an issue with something and like you and Lindsay can talk about it and like, you know, whatever, it's great. 
It's really great. Tell us a little bit about sort of what inspires you. Your art is very cute. It's very like <laughs> there's whimsical, it's quirky. There's a little bit of like nerdy stuff in there. There's a little bit of like a, just a, you know, like a little dab of politics, just enough to like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I draw inspiration from a lot of different things. Um, a lot of the times it, my art just kind of reflects my personality as a person. So yeah. I tend to be like kind of upbeat, you know, kind of fun. It's got, definitely got the like whimsical vibe. Definitely nerdy. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> I've been real into all of the nerd stuff. So kind of tying that into like the playful fun, you know, making making the nerdy things a little bit more approachable, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. and a little bit less uh, straight geeky. Yeah. I'm sorry, Sarah. I have to ask, okay? So I'm sorry. Okay. Do you play a uh, tabletop RPG game at all? I do. Yeah, I play video and board games. Um, I, lot, so. uh, do you play uh, D&D or Pathfinder? <laughs> um, D&D a little bit. Okay. I mostly do like tabletop board games yep. more. D&D, it's, it's just hard to schedule with a group. That it is. is. <laughs> that is one of the uh, biggest things. Like I have a weekly table, so I feel very lucky. I hear that's really hard to have, especially in person. You know, a lot of people do it like yeah. monthly or whatever. So yeah, but I do like meeting other nerdy guests. <laughs> Sarah's like, oh, ask the question. Go for it. Get it over with. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I've had tangents with some guests where we just talked for like half an hour about Pathfinder characters or something. Way too long. (laughs) (laughs) Or not enough, depending on who you are. I do like when it dovetails back into art, though. Like, if you ever thought about doing, like, you know, making little figure thingies. Yeah, miniatures. That's the extent of my D&D knowledge. (laughs) Yeah. How did I do? (laughs) You did great. (laughs) Uh, A lot of times, if you're an artist and a nerd and you play that kind of game or whatever, you will do, like, character art or concept art and stuff. Mm -hmm. So have you ever, like done anything like that? Yeah. So actually one of the things that kind of got me back into being, I guess, excited about doing and then sharing art was that I started doing hand embroidery towards the beginning of the pandemic. And I started making little meeples, which is like a a little figure shape that's found in a lot of tabletop board games. I started doing like embroidered meeple designs with different flowers and different patterns inspired by games, you know, in the the figure. Um, And I started posting those on some of the board game groups that I'm in and was getting a really positive response. You know, I started sharing things and then actually had people saying like, oh, wow, I would buy this or like, I want this in my house um, or things like that. So that kind of, I guess, pushed the like small business, share your art with the larger world type of thing. That's so fun. I actually didn't know that. I didn't know that meeples was like a word that other people knew and used until rather recently. <laughs> I thought that Meeples was just like, that's what, just what we called the characters in Carcassonne. <laughs> like, I didn't know it was like a it's thing. It's the official name. <laughs> I just thought like my friends made it up and I was like, oh, Meeples, cute. <laughs> so you've just, yeah, you work in so many mediums, right? And avenues, not even just mediums, like products, You're just doing everything. So I want to ask a question that Sarah asked me a long time ago. I'm an interdisciplinary <laughs> artist, and I love this question because I don't know what my answer is still <laughs> two years later. When you have an idea, do you automatically know what medium you want to tackle that idea in? Like, I'm really drawn to this magnet that you just handed me that says, drink water and get some sun, you emotional houseplant. Like, <laughs> I love that because it's like, yeah. Chances are maybe you're, you know, you just need a little of that. So say you have an idea like that or you want to create something, but you work in so many different disciplines. How do you decide which one to, to tackle that concept in? 
Yeah. So I think a lot of the times when I have ideas, you know, usually like pencil and paper, just sketching out um, is where I end up starting. (laughs) But when I actually get to, you know, making the art piece, I tend to think a lot about techniques. So like I said, I'm very like nerdy, sciencey in addition to being very artsy. So I kind of just view the different mediums as like different tools at my disposal. So the same way that like if you were in a workshop, you know, there would be different tools to accomplish different tasks. Art mediums kind of work the same. So each one has different techniques. A lot of the times similar effect Um, if you try hard enough, you know, Um, but a lot of the times there's there's different mediums that will kind of allow you to do different visual effects a lot more easily. So it's either based off of what I happen to be into at the time um, or if it's, you know, working from an idea and then kind of going back and finding a medium that fits it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's just (laughs) tough to know which one to do or or I or I just know which one I need to do it with but I don't know why I know it yeah (laughs) I don't know (laughs) do you ever do the same thing but in multiple mediums like you're like I want to do something with a robot and then you're like I did some embroidery I did some this I made a sticker I like I just want to do it all um exactly that I want to do something with a robot (laughs) Um, I I, there's you know there's kind of running themes through a lot of the things that I do so robots do tend to be definitely one of them I'm like a very big robot nerd I've got robot tattoos I've got lots of robot art. Um, Did you design that tattoo? I, it's actually, my artist designed it based off of little doodles that I do on everything. Um, But I, I definitely have some like running themes. So it's usually not the, like the exact same robot translated into different mediums, but it's definitely something that just kind of ends up recurring. If I'm in a medium long enough to like run through that many ideas in it, there's probably going to be a robot at some point. There's probably going to be like, a, a d20 or yep. something yeah. like that at some point too so i love it i scrolled back kind of far but i found lots of d20s so <laughs> oh, sweet. i need happy. <laughs> <laughs> i found the meeples too <laughs> i was scrolling through your social media and i happened to go back to march of last year where i saw you did the feathers adrift um embroidery for the creative guts prompt feathers oh, adrift yeah. oh and it's gorgeous it's so beautiful it's it's like um a grayscale of i think two or three feathers that are lightly drifting down and through that medium i'm just transported to like <laughs> the swaying of feathers in the wind sl- falling slowly and it's just lovely i was like oh my gosh that's so cool i don't i think it missed our radar or something at the time do you do a lot of art challenges on like draw this in your style or just <laughs> challenges or are we just super special um yeah so, <laughs> so i flattered yeah. <laughs> i did a couple of the creative guts ones i did the feather adrift and then i also did your head in the clouds prompt oh cool which i actually loved how that piece turned out both of those pieces i currently have like for sale at the manchester craft market so i like the idea of doing art challenges it's very dependent on my energy at the time i'm currently doing funguary which is like a mushroom themed drawing and art challenge uh, for the for the month of february so i've been doing some little (laughs) watercolor pieces and then a bunch of like mushroom sketches for the month did you say it was a weekly theme? That's nice. That's yeah, easier than weekly. daily. So they give um, oh, yeah. 
They give seven different prompts for the week, but they give them all at the same time. Okay. So it's like, here's seven things you can use however many of them that you want, but there's not the like pressure to do it daily yeah. like Inktober. Yeah. Um, so I'm not getting burned out quite as fast. Um, <laughs> the problem I have with a lot of drawing challenges is that I have the attention span of a small child. Yep. So <laughs> if you try to ask me to do something every single day by like day three or four, I'm probably ready for something else. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, especially if I try to commit to doing like a single medium or a single theme yes. of things. So the the drawing challenges and art challenges are really fun in theory to me. I just lose steam on them a little bit too fast. Yes. Oh, I hear you. I yes. feel like a lot of folks do that. And it's tough, especially if maybe some of the prompts you aren't feeling as much too. And it's like, oh, I got to figure out how to do a wet blanket or some, you know, some weird <laughs> thing. It's like, I have no idea. My creativity is just not hitting it for this one. Yeah. You know? And I feel like some of them, like Inktober especially, it almost feels a little bit competitive sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, there's so many different artists doing this, especially if it's confined to a single medium that I'm not as proficient efficient in like it's yeah. on such a big scale and there's so many amazing artists doing it that I don't feel like my work is you know as good or that I'm as proud of it as if it was a general prompt and then I could do it in whatever medium yep. yeah. that I wanted like the prompts you guys had been giving yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did that kind of for a short burst, but we should start we should doing do those again. again. All those right. Those were fun. <laughs> I'll start doing them. I might do them bi-weekly. You know, yeah. we'll see about weekly. Yeah. You know, we'll play around. <laughs> now, do you do um, March Meet the Maker? Have you heard um, of that? I have. I wasn't super active as a maker or like in maker communities until probably around April of last year. Mm-hmm. So I missed the mark on it last year. They're doing yeah. it again. Yeah, it's a. It, they're already promoting it, so you know. I think if you're interested, it's definitely not. For, if you don't want to, you don't need to. But yeah. it's a nice way to like reintroduce yourself to followers that you may have that don't know about your process, your your materials. You know what inspires you, what you struggle with. Um, I mean, it's just the gambit, really. Like every yeah. year, they have really great prompts, and it. For me, I I take it as like a self reflecting identity moment yeah. kind of to be like why do i do this you know and then oh i am i <laughs> who the heck am i yeah it's, it definitely feels like that but you know that might be kind of neat to do yeah i think know? i'm definitely going to do it this year especially since have a few more like repeat customers or a few more followers yeah. um and then i've been going through some like personal development stuff in the past six months or so so i think it's a really good time for me to yeah mm-hmm. do that kind of reflection and yeah. reintroduction this year yeah and it's, it's different than, say, an Inktober or Drawtober right. where you're not having to create something every single day. Yep. You can know ahead of time what they are, and you're just putting out there a mission statement, a photo, a something. You know, it could be work or it could be your studio space. It could be, you know, yeah, what your favorite cup of coffee is. You know, it yep. could be lots of things. So it's it's a neat way to think creatively differently than the normal whatever medium you're is. Plus, it takes all the pressure off of figuring out what to post on social media. (laughs) You are so right. It's like, I don't have any new work. Well, guess what? We're talking about process today. So I'm showing you a piece I did two months ago. Challenge just (laughs) tells you what to do. And you're like, oh, thank goodness. Because sometimes that decision fatigue of like, okay, what should I post today? Yeah. I don't have anything I can (laughs) pre-schedule. Right? Oh, I know. That is so important. That's the dream. (laughs) 
we love talking about challenges on this show and sort of in general being challenged. What do you find is sort of challenging for you as an artist, like imposter syndrome or selling your work or social media or monetizing or anything that is sort of challenging to you about being an artist? Honestly, monetizing and keeping up my energy and like my motivation once things become monetized, especially when people start to ask for commissions or custom work or things that... You know, are more ideas coming in from other people for me to work with than my own ideas. And just kind of the the challenge of wanting to make more art that I make just you know, for myself and for the sake of creating and mm-hmm. less of feeling like everything that I make has to be monetized or have some sort of value to other people, especially when I work a day job as well. Um, So when time is short or I only have so much energy to put into things, just the the challenge of trying to do all of the small business things and the social media posts and (laughs) everything else on top of my day job, on top of wanting to just make things for fun. It's a lot to balance. It is. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think it's something that a lot of artists can relate to or, you know, creatives in general is because like, so this always makes me think of my brother. My brother is a chef. And there was a long time where he was cooking in restaurants professionally and then would go home and just eat whatever out of the fridge (laughs) because it's like, are you making your art for yourself because you're inspired because you have this idea because you want to because it's fun? Are you doing it for other people? And like finding a balance between those two things is so challenging, I think. Also, you just get burnt out even maybe physically doing something. Uh, This isn't creative at all, but as a past person in the cleaning industry, I'll clean your house all day, but I don't have a clean house. Like, do I want to come home? and do the exact same thing you know it might not it might be you know mentally emotional fatigue and then it could also just be physical like yeah. if he's standing in the kitchen all day he comes home and wants to sit his butt on the couch yeah yeah get that pizza delivered whatever it is you know yeah uh, yeah and what about selling your work you have an etsy but you I also do. do a lot of like do you sell your work in other ways like craft fairs that kind of thing yeah so i have an etsy i have a square site also the website's mostly like friends and family traffic the etsy gets some organic stuff and then i started doing a few craft fairs last year i did some community markets farmers markets up in kittery i also have been a member of the manchester craft market in the mall of new hampshire since april cool um, which has actually been really awesome because i moved to new hampshire mid-pandemic like July of 2020 um, and didn't you know it's it's really hard if you move across the country during a pandemic to like meet people and build that community so I got into the Manchester Manchester craft market and out of all of the stores that I've like seen or been a part of they're just really awesome at building that like maker community behind the scenes as well yeah so you know there's like 200 vendors and we all have our little spots and things like that but we have a vendors like Facebook group and we're super active and we help each other out a lot and there's a lot of like community that comes from that which has been probably one of my main like networks um up here in New Hampshire since I moved oh that's really nice yeah that's got to be so daunting moving up here to the cold, right? Because you moved from a place that didn't have snow? No, I moved here from Mississippi. Um, okay, so yep. definitely no snow. Um, <laughs> As we're recording, I know this will release far later, but we're recording this on a snowy day. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I hated yep. every minute of the drive here. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you for coming to us. We do. We do. <laughs> we should give you more than a sticker. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. What brought you to New Hampshire? So I got my my current job in 2019, uh, pre-pandemic, uh, for an organization I was really excited to work for. And when I got the job, they said, okay, you know, we would love to have you physically in office in New Hampshire. So I planned to move and then it happened um, <laughs> during the pandemic. So um, now I'm up here, at least for, you know, a while longer. But it's it's been a really good change of pace. I think it's been really fun to live here and kind of explore New England a little bit as yeah. much as the pandemic allows. So yeah. Well, and it can't be easy to like build a community and make friends and stuff when you're in a pandemic in a new place. So good. It's good that you have that sort of art community at the, the Manchester market. Yeah, they've all been really great. And Angry Gato, who we were talking about yes. earlier, Vin's there also. So we joined the craft market around the same time and then kind of got to build up that maker community with them. <sighs> That's super cool. Yeah, It's nice to do that with like, a, you know, just teammate, you know, like you're tackling, <laughs> like I'm going to yeah. get out there more. And, you know, to kind of do that with a friend is really nice. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Do you feel any pressure to like keep your stuff stocked at the market? I luckily I do a million little projects instead of a couple big things. Yes. So I usually have, uh, you know, I kind of my energy and my free time comes in waves. Um, yeah. So I can usually make a bunch of little items and keep some things in back stock. I personally haven't had any problems with like stocking your inventory yet, but that's because I have like 30 different stickers out and yep. then a bunch of other tiny things. And even like during the holidays when it's super busy, like People are taking little items from here and there versus like yep. buying all of right a bulk of, order a bulk order <laughs> yep. or like one big thing that was filling my entire space. Yeah. So yep. personally, I haven't had a problem with it yet, which I'm very very <laughs> thankful for. <Yeah. laughs> and so you do a ton of you know everything, but you do a lot of stickers, which I love. <laughs> and I'm wondering, do you ever get tagged or even maybe just sent or emailed posts of where people have put your stickers on? Like water bottles yes. and Ooh. cars and laptops. Like what are some of the cool things you've seen of where people have stuck them? Yeah, so definitely the most common place for my stickers is on water bottles. And it's that okay. emotional houseplant like hydration yeah. reminder one that you talked about. <laughs> um, that is that by far my most popular <laughs> sticker and also yeah it ends up on either like water bottles or fridges i see stickers on computers quite a bit i haven't seen cars yet i don't think or too many like odd places <laughs> yeah. um but definitely laptops a lot of the time yeah. and then i have some that are i have like a, a medication reminder sticker and things like that so like bathrooms mirrors that type of area oh wow oh that's, that's adorable that's awesome. I actually cross-stitched myself a reminder to refill my prescription because I had this habit of like running out of pills and then having to go like three or four days without them because I'd like, oh crap, I haven't reordered and this whole thing. But I, I did the same thing. I like cross-stitched myself like a refill your stupid prescription, you <laughs> dumb dumb, and like hung it in my bathroom. Yeah, I have a little, um, it's a little sticker. It looks like a mana potion full of little pills oh. and it just, it says take your meds. Um <laughs> Oh, I love that. <laughs> Can't level up without these. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Mm, I always love talking to people who sew, and I noticed that you did a lot of pot holders and like super cozy yeah. thingies. When did you learn how to sew? Like, did we talk about? Did we talk about your childhood? Did we talk about creativity? Not much. Just no. a touch. Not, not really. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> when did you start sewing? Was that like an early thing for you? Like, how did you learn how to sew? I'm always amazed by people who know to sew and like do it because yeah. it's 
such a weird thing. So I took some sewing classes when I was in like elementary school and I got a little sewing machine. My grandmother was always really good at sewing, less so now that she's you know a little bit older, but yeah. she was always very into sewing and like hemming garments and things like that. So I took a little sewing class in elementary school and then I didn't touch my sewing machine for like a decade. Um, <laughs> eventually retrieved it from my parents. And then once the pandemic started happening and everybody was making face masks, it was like, that's oh, a good yeah. excuse to finally, you know, replace that needle that broke when I was eight that I didn't feel like replacing, <laughs> yeah. which I think is my excuse for it sitting there for like a decade unused. But um, <laughs> yeah, started doing a few face masks and then did bowl cozies and pot holders and yeah. pet bandanas. If you want a ton of money, you can imagine what whatever amount you want. What do you imagine that your creative life would look like or how would it change? Ideally, I would have a lot more time for creative things. <laughs> I think that like if I won the lottery, I probably would continue doing my other work and my involvement in like nonprofits and STEM stuff and things like that to some extent. I would love to be more of like a volunteer role um, in yeah. those worlds and then have more time to do art um, and to do things like that. Yeah. And then more time to make things that are more for myself and less for trying to sell to other people. Oh, yes. <sighs> yeah. That's, know, that's, that's, that's the real one. dream. <laughs> There's only so much to balance, you yep. know, so yep. having that freedom. It's true. If art supplies were free and I could disregard the capitalism aspect, <laughs> yes. then... Uh, Seriously, yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> are we ready for rapid fire? We think? are ready for rapid fire. So we ask quick questions with quick answers, thus the name rapid fire. What other artist has influenced you the most? Honestly, I think that it would be kind of a collection of a lot of my friends who are creatives. So I have a friend named Malia who does painting, you know, Lindsay with Angry Gato does a lot of like illustration work and things like that. So I think it would be more that I'm influenced by a collection of people that I know that I get to interact with more so than any one like historical artist. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. That's great. Are there any crafts that you refuse to make or like mediums that you would never work in? I am not a fan of knitting. It's too monotonous for me. I <laughs> wanted to be into crochet and knitting. It's just, it's too much of the same motion. Yeah. I it can't hold my interest through an entire scarf. <laughs> I love that. Knitting's for the slow lane. <laughs> Put that on a sticker. <laughs> Offend knitters everywhere. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, what is your favorite color? My favorite color is purple. What's your favorite scent? Chai lattes or wood smoke. Ooh. Both really Ooh, good. Ooh, those are great answers. Yeah. I recently got candles of, of both. Ooh. Do you ever burn them at the same time? No. Mix it up, go crazy. <laughs> oh, I want a chai latte candle. They're at the craft market. <laughs> oh. Might have to take a trip. Yep. Uh, what is your favorite sound? Rain on metal roofing. Ooh. Classic. Yep. What's your favorite texture to touch? My cats. <laughs> yes, that's Very a good, good one. <laughs> What's the most inspiring location you've traveled to? I got to take a trip to Iceland <laughs> last October, which was super cool. Yeah. What's the last new thing you've learned? That should be easier to answer than it is. It's, no, it's a tough one. People it's are really like, 
what you know in what capacity you know but. yeah i started doing white line uh wood block printing which was super fun it's wood block printing but you use watercolor paints and you just kind of like place the paper on the side of the wood block and tape it like a book and then do watercolor paints uh for all of the little sections very cool neat yeah that's awesome i want to I want to do it. You an experiment? <laughs> I'll <do> experiment. <laughs> <laughs> and we have our clincher question, our final question. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self? Oof, boy. <laughs> I think that I would tell my younger self to slow down just a little bit, take a deep breath, and spend some time on self-reflection and figuring myself out a little bit more, and that I don't have to be constantly busy all of the time. Um, and it's better to just take a pause sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Like you were talking directly to us. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> this is one thing the pandemic was good for. Yes. Forced there, pause. There Agree. were some silver linings, you know. Agree. That was one of them. <laughs> Max, it's been so awesome getting to know you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Mm, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was so good to finally chat. Yeah, and thank you for driving all this way in the yucky, <laughs> not-so-fun weather. <laughs> so thank you again for being on the Creative Guts podcast. And with that, show, show us your creative guts. Another huge thank you to Max for joining us on Creative Guts. It was so fun talking with Max about the mediums he explores and his need to keep expanding what he is making. I relate to and appreciate that kind of creativity. I am so excited to see what Max tackles in the future, and I'm pumped to put this emotional houseplant magnet on my fridge right when I get home. Thank you so much, Max. It was such a joy to talk with Max. I have a deep appreciation for whimsy and quirk. I love all all kinds of art, but I get so much joy out of art that doesn't take itself too seriously and it embraces play, since that's where we all started after all as very, very young creatives. I plan to visit the Manchester craft market as soon as possible and snag some made by Max designs for myself and see what else is there. You can find Max's work on Instagram and Facebook. His handle is at made by Max Designs. You can also shop Max's work on Etsy at etsy.com slash shop slash made by Max Designs or at the Manchester Craft Market at 1500 South Willow Street in Manchester, New Hampshire. As always, you can find those links and more in the episode description and on our website, creativegutspodcast.com. Come hang out with us on Facebook and Instagram where our handle is at Creative Guts Podcast. If you love listening, consider making a donation to Creative Guts. Our budget is tiny, so donations of any size make a big difference. Creative Guts is a small nonprofit, but our work is far bigger than this podcast. Learn more about us and make a tax-deductible donation at creativegutspodcast.com. And thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of Creative Guts. I just kind of like ending it that way. It feels like a magical treat for your ears. Ooh, I said too much. (laughs) Well, you're editing this, so it's up to your discretion. Sarah, don't embarrass yourself. (laughs) I was scrolling through... Sarah, fix that. I was scrolling through your social media recently, I think. Your Facebook, maybe, or maybe it was your... No, it was Facebook, yes. I'm sorry. Sarah, God, clean this up. This uh, question is already a mess. You're a disaster. You've already got a great blooper, though, because you can't get my thought out. You love them in theory. Hold on to that thought. <laughs> the yeah. train's coming. We are going to love them, too.
it was gonna, funny. It's going to go again. I <laughs> when know. I was editing Eric's episode, you made a comment like, I think we get one train per episode or something like that, or per, <laughs> per like night of interviewing. And I was like, yeah, I wonder if that's true. There it is. Yep. It's our one Found train it. of the night. Did it go by already? No, the lights are still going. Oh, I can see it going. I buy a lot of pet bandanas. My Max, my Max has to be fashionable. She, she has a Max. Max is a very popular name around yeah. here. <laughs> Boop. No blooper. <sighs> woo, woo, woo. That's crazy. Woo. Boop. <laughs> I don't know. I was resisting the urge to say boop or make some sort of like intermission noise. Oh boy. We just have to. It's like the law. It's part of the Creative Guts brand. It is. 